Hey there, welcome to our Intentional Living Center here today. We're really pumped on this topic on uh, the power of words, 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 words. Here's what I'd like to know, because at the end of this half hour, I want us to think about the power of words that we speak to our children and grandchildren. Can you remember a word or a phrase or a statement that was said to you as a child? Some of you are going, ouch, already, right? Some of you are saying, yeah, I do. It was very, very, very encouraging. That you still remember today. What was it? What was the word or that statement that really impacted you? And it could be a really positive, I hope it's a positive thing. Many of you sharing positive. Some of you might say, hey, I can still remember my parents, grandparents, siblings, or whatever. The power of words. Uh, the proverb writer says that a word aptly or fitly spoken uh, is like apples of gold and settings of silver, and we have one of those here. It's uh, kind of a silver bowl, and we have golden apples painted, golden apples, uh, where people have written on there words that were said to them in their marriage that just really built them up, and it's over in our Intentional Living Teaching Center here in classroom area next door. And uh, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people write words that really, really lifted them up. The power of words, a word aptly spoken, apples of gold, settings of silver. The psalmist says in Psalm nineteen fourteen, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and redeemer. James tells us in James 3 that a tiny spark can be set, set in a great forest on fire, so it is that the tongue is a flame of fire. A whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body it can set your whole life on fire. Now, I hate to ask the question about words from your childhood, you know, when you were younger, because some of you are saying, oh, don't want to go there, that's fine. But maybe you can think of a word or phrase, maybe it was a grandparent, your mom, your dad. It lingers now in a positive way, just really lifted you up. You say, wow, what was it? My, my parents were... I can't ever remember my mom or dad really. I, I don't know. I, maybe it's because I choose not to have memories from my childhood that um, were so, so negative, but uh, I just remember my parents speaking words of affirmation into my life. You can do it. We're proud of you, those kinds of things. You know, they weren't like the uh, parents that are just, hey, you, you know, here's a participation badge for everything you do. It wasn't that, but... <laughs> But uh, just to, to let me know that, that I, they were proud of me. And I, that lingers. I can remember people who said different things. I can also remember people who said things that hurt and stung. So the power of words. Your words matter to your kids, and that's the goal here today. What's a word or a phrase that was said to you as a child that uh, you still remember? This is Intentional Living. Yes, uh, my name is Tomas. I was verbally abused by my dad. Most of the time, he used to call me an idiot, stupid, and other words. And I believed that for years. And I submerged myself into drug addiction for a long time. And it wasn't until I came to the knowledge of Christ that I learned that I had a value as a human being. So parents, be careful with your words, what you tell your kids, because they will believe what what you were saying, okay? God bless. Bye. Yeah, you are ab- You are absolutely right, my friend. You are absolutely right. And I hear people who say, well, you know, I've blown that off, but the, it lingers. It's still there. It's, and for some, more than others. 
And that's why today I hope there's a balance. I hope we get some some of you say, hey, you know, I had a parent, a grandparent just spoke life into me, and here's what they said. Because at the end of this half hour, here's what I want us to do. I want us to think about some words that we need to be speaking to our children and grandchildren to build them up and lift them up. And over the next 30 days, to be intentional to do that. You may want to write them down, put them up on the refrigerator, you know, put them as a reminder on your phone, whatever, but that you're, you're constantly thinking about the words that you're going to speak. Your words matter. They speak life or death. They really do. And, of course, we get misunderstood many times. Uh, we say things we didn't, in, the meaning was not what we intended, and that creates lots of problems. But uh, with our kids and grandkids, to think of the words that can, uh, can bring life. Okay, Paul's on the line uh, with this uh, with a comment on this today. Paul, welcome to the program. Hello, how you doing? Good, good. What caused you to call today? Ah, uh, well, it's a very interesting topic, uh, and you know, even after accepting the Lord some thirty uh, thirty years ago, uh, and recently reading in the Book of James about our tongue, mm-hmm. how dangerous they can be. Uh, what what? Uh, Initiated my call, though, was uh, uh, I'm 60 years old, and uh, I was a pretty mean kid. I didn't accept Jesus until I was 30 years old, so I had a, a bit of letting you know, I'll accept all responsibility for all the things before that, all that, everything else. But uh, yeah, my mom, I can still remember, hear her say, you're going to die a lonely old man. And that was, that must have been in my 20s. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I made her mad enough to say something like that, but, uh, you know, I'm 60 years old, still single, and I still hear them words, and I wonder, how in the heck, what do I do with them words, you know? I mean, is it the words to live by, lesson there, or do I need to let it go, you know? Just what do you do with that? You know, Paul, one of the things that we know about our memories is that we can go back and pull memories, too, that sort of reinforce who we are. Um, But we don't, I do know this, God has intended for us to live in freedom. I guess I look at every generation as just another group of sinful people giving birth to another group of sinful people who are going to give birth to another group of sinful people, right? And I think if we look at it, from the reality that we're all just fallen people uh, trying to raise other people who are fallen. And sometimes the fallenness gets to be more obvious in some families and homes than others. But on a continuum, we're all less than perfect. And I think as I hear your story, Paul, today, you know, you know intellectually, you know as a Christian that that's not true. You don't have to live with that feeling of loneliness, but you, it sounds like that still resonates in your heart, doesn't it? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, that relationship. I got the relationship with Jesus, but... Uh, Hard with people. You know, and, and I do believe he's, there's a purpose behind all this, and he is, uh, you know, working and getting all the draws out, and, you know, everything the Word says. Uh, I, I mean, I have hope. But them words, uh, uh, yeah, they they did mean something. And I said things to my to my son that uh, you know, that once you say them, you can't take back. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, and she's passed now. My mother's passed. And so, uh, you know, I have forgiven her. I believe I have. And uh, I've forgiven myself. But uh, she's seen something in me that was, must have been pretty bad. But uh, here I am still living it out. And uh, I guess they got better insight than what we do. I guess we... <laughs> The good yeah. news, the good, oh, the good I news, really Paul, is the answers, and that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> well, I think the good news is you're still alive, and you have an opportunity to speak life into your son. You still have the opportunity to speak those words that you say. I, sp- I can't take them back. That's true, but what you can do is add to them. And um, we'll pray for you, Paul. I, you sound pretty discouraged, and I just would encourage you um, to replace. You know. The, one of the reasons we're, we're big around here about uh, memorizing Scripture and filling our minds with the truth is because when you replace something like that lie, you got to fill it with something else. And when I think of just the Scripture, just came to mind here, the passage says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you could replace that negativity with that truth and uh, quote that and have that in front of you and fill your mind with the truth. You know, the, the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4 that we should be renewed in the spirits of our mind, the spirit of our mind every day. Mm. Okay, thank you, Paul. We will be praying for you, my friend. Let me go to Susan over in Georgia. Welcome to the program. Hi, thank you for having me. Appreciate your call. What's some words that resonate in your heart? you remember? Yes. When I was a young girl, our next-door neighbor and I used to play together. It was a little boy, and we were age eight or younger. And one time we were arguing over something, and he said to me, if you don't love me, then you don't love God. Hmm. And he didn't mean that in a boy-girl attraction way. He just meant that as friends. And I thought, how can you say that? How can that be true? I love God. Of course I love God. How can not love loving somebody else be true? Hmm. So I looked it up, and I found that it is true. And the scripture is in 1 John 4.20, which says, Whoever claims to love God, yet hates a brother or sister, mm-hmm. is a liar. For whoever does not love their brother and sister, whom they have seen, cannot love God, whom they have not seen. So that really spoke to me when I was very young and set me on a path to have a goal to love others. And there was a different little boy. His name was Raymond. And we went to church together. And he was the boy that nobody liked because he was kind of a brat. I hate to say that out because that's not very nice, but you know how kids are with each other. And he was someone that for me as a child was not lovable. So I made it my goal that if I could love Raymond, I could love anybody. And just those few words of my neighbor helped change my life, that my life goal needs to be to love others no matter how lovable they are. Because if I want to love God, um, then I have to carry that out. Mm, that's a great spirit. how I treat others. Very sensitive spirit. And uh, remembering those words from your next-door neighbor that caused you to... To go on the search. And it is true. That's what the Bible teaches. It's hard teaching. Susan, thank you. That's very encouraging. I think I uh, pre- appreciate you sharing that today. God bless you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. God bless you. Mm, bye-bye. You know, we're getting a disproportionate number of, of uh, calls in the negative camp. Susan's was positive. And I think, you know, I, I think the reason is we tend to resonate. We tend to remember 
uh, negative things, I think, more than positive things. Because negative things sometimes reinforce how we view ourselves and what we're wrestling with as opposed to positive things. But it's the power of words. And, and again, as parents, to think about the words you're speaking into your son or daughter's life. Now, keep in mind how they interpret them. You never quite know. Talk childhood memories from your children when they grow up. <laughs> and they'll come back and tell you things that you can't remember, but they do. It's just, uh, as human beings, we latch on to different things. The power of words today. 888 Today, I'm intentionally going to seek God before I say anything to anybody, because sometimes we speak out of just anger and just necessity instead of seeking God first, and that's what I'm going to intentionally do today. I'm a new listener, and I'm loving every day of it. Hello. My intentional daily living program consists of always trying to be in tune to my mouth and what I say and how it will affect other people to try to make sure that my words are chosen carefully. And it's just by the grace of God, uh, through living every day with that in focus, that I can do that. It's not my words, but it's the words of Christ that come through my mouth. And I'm so thankful that that has been brought to my attention. And I hope that that shows in my daily life. My name is Kathy, and I love your radio station. Thank you, Kathy. We love you, too, and we're glad you're listening And uh, we're here for you. Intentional Living Center is a part of the Ministry of Family Life Communications. And uh, it's an outgrowth of my own heart in terms of how we live our lives. Here's what I believe, and this is what the, the Scripture teaches, that God is very intentional. And we're made in His image, and therefore, we really should be living an intentional life. And the word intentional comes from... If you get if you dissect the word, it really not only talks about goals and aims, but it comes from the core of, of stretching. And it means to stretch. In other words, to live an intentional life means I am stretching to something bigger and better, more honoring to God, and then developing the kind of habits that reinforce it. And today, if you can think about words that you speak and developing the habit of words can make a big difference. In your life, it will. Uh, Janice is on the line. Welcome to the program. Hi, Dr. Randy. Appreciate your call. What What about words? Words? Well, it, it came from my uncle. <laughs> Back mm. when I was growing up, we, we'd get together for family gatherings at his mom's house, which was my great-great-grandmother, and he would always tell me, Janice, you are going to be a beautiful woman. You are beautiful, and you're going to grow up to be a beautiful woman, and you're going to be somebody. And he just, I mean, he just always favored me. And every time I saw him, he always told me when he would come into town for those gatherings how beautiful I was. Huh. And I just, oh, my God, through life, you know, growing up in a domestic violence home and all that, you know, I never got to hear such words, you know, it, it, good words, encouraging words. So those words that he said, whenever something was bad or I felt bad or whatever, oh, God, I would just think about how he said I was so beautiful and that I was going to be somebody. And all through life, and I'm almost 65, I'll be next month, those words has resonated in my heart and in my spirit. And they caused me to go from getting an associate's at 57. I went back to school 
Two weeks later, I got my bachelor's started. Two weeks later, I started my master's. And now I got my master's just three months ago. And it's all because of those words that he told me. And he's been dead now for a number of years. But I'm just praying that he knows that those words got me through all of that. Uh, you know, all the problems in life, you know, that I went through. But by the grace of God, I did it. And I am so excited. I'm going to be a victim's advocate with that you know, you. Uh, education. So God is so good. He is Amen. amazing. I can't believe how those words just stayed with me all those years from a little girl up to now. Wow. Still with me. You know, the power of words and Janice, you remind us it's never too late. 57 associate's degree, and then go on to bachelor's and a master's, and now a victim's advocate. Here's a whole other program. It's never too late to get intentional. What a, what a great story. Janice, you made my day. Thanks for your call. You're listening to Intentional Living with your host, Dr. Randy Carlson. Intentional Living is furnished by Parent Talk Incorporated and is made possible by the generous support of our listeners. This program is not a substitute for professional counseling, medical, financial, or legal advice. Intentional Living is not intended to be therapy by radio, but it is intended to help you live an intentional life in Jesus Christ. We are Intentional Living, and we'll be right back. Your child needs this every day. Hi, I'm Dr. Randy Carlson with an Intentional Living Minute. When you think back to your favorite teacher, what was it about them that you remember? I bet high on your list was encouragement. I can recall a camp cook who went out of her way to encourage me to pursue ministry when I was a teenager. I can still recall everything about that moment. It impacted my life. Encouragement is like an infusion of vitamins for your soul. And Paul says, encourage one another and build one another up. Encouragement is also like water on a hot Arizona day. Without encouragement, you will wither and die. Encourage your child every day. If you do that one thing, you'll change their life and yours as well. And that is Intentional Parenting. Go to theintentionallife.com slash minute to get the Intentional Living Minute in your email every day. Having instant access to important information is something we've come to expect as part of life. And now, you can have instant access to a plan for success in every area of your life with the mobile app from the Intentional Living Center. Search by topic for audio and video clips from Dr. Randy Carlson on things like marriage, finance, parenting, and more. I will show you how to create a clear picture for your future. You can interact with the Intentional Living blog and even listen to the daily program at a time that works for you. Download it today for instant access to things that matter from the Intentional Living Center. Yes, my name is Dawn, and when I was small, I was told I was stupid, and it affected me for the longest time. It took intensive counseling and then finding my way to Christ for me to be able to work through this and realize that I am worthy and that God doesn't make mistakes. And I'm, I'm just grateful that I, I today, uh, tried to live my life intentionally for Christ. Well, thank you, Don. I'm sorry for your story. I'm sorry for the pain that you think, think of it, just even one word, the word like stupid and what difference that makes. Come on, parents and grandparents, let's uh, grow up. Let's be aware of how we're impacting people and even young people. Be aware of how you impact your friends online. 
so many of the words that are spoken in social media are damaging and critical, and, and you, you know what it's done maybe to you and others, all the way from just a hurt to a bully. And let's not be bully with our words. Let's be men and women that will encourage, young people that will encourage. As that verse that you, you hear me quote even today about a word being aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver. It's a beautiful picture of uh, when we speak a word at the right time in the right mood in the right way, how it can uh, influence and impact a person in such a powerful way. And Don, thank you for that reminder today. You know, we're talking about the power of words and the impact of our words. If you want to share a comment on our storyline, love to hear from you. 888-888-1717. And again, I want to thank those of you who called this last week uh, to help us close out this year. Thank you for your support. Thank you for being a part of the ministry. We really do appreciate it. All right, let's get back to our topic today. We've got Jennifer on the line in Michigan. Jennifer, welcome to the program. I, I appreciate your call. Hey, Randy, thanks. Um, I just wanted to call in and uh, just give a shout-out, I guess, to the dads um, and let them know that I had a dad growing up that was constantly reaffirming me and telling me how special I was and that I was beautiful and pretty, and he would notice if I had a new outfit or if I did my hair differently. And it really molded, I think, my self-esteem, and it gave me kind of a gauge when it came to relationships and men and the way that I let them treat me. And if they didn't treat me right or talk to me right, I knew, you know, immediately if that was wrong. And I always say it's because my dad showed me the right way to be treated. And it just, it stuck with me. It didn't matter what other people said. It mattered what he said. That's fantastic. Are you married now? I am to a wonderful man. Yeah. So that really, your husband should say thank you too to father-in-law. <laughs> yes. But it, it's important, Dad, just what you say to your little girl means more than anyone else's opinion, just like our husband's opinion means me more than anyone else's. Mm, You're right. our first love, so. Very true. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate your call. Thank you. Uh-huh. That's a great reminder. Let's go to uh, Susan um, in Michigan as well. Welcome to the program, Susan. Thank you, Pastor Randy. Appreciate your I call. was uh, struck with your question about words, speaking words, mm -hmm. either words that were spoken to you as a child or words that you speak to the children that are in your lives. And um, not too long ago, I lost my husband, and my youngest granddaughter, who was 13 at the time, was out of state when this happened. Hmm. And she was very close to Grandpa. And so when she arrived back in Michigan, she was naturally very upset. And I went to her and said, I'm not going to make this, I'm not going to make it through this without your help. And maybe I can help you through this also. But if you remember that verse in Philippians, which you've already quoted about, I can do all things through Christ who mm -hmm. strengthens me. If we keep Christ as the center of our team, as a team, we can get through this. Mm. And <clears throat> I certainly believe that that was true for myself, and I know that it was true for my granddaughter. And those words... <clears throat> matter. Thank you, Susan. I'm so sorry for your loss. And um, and the fact that you have supportive family is a beautiful thing. 
You know, today, thank you. Appreciate your call, Susan. We've got many calls we haven't been able to get to, and I think of the power of words. Can I encourage you as we think about one thing? I'd ask the question, think of a person right now who you know and you love that needs some encouragement. Maybe they're lost, they're struggling, they're worried, they're anxious. What one thing could you say, what one word could you reinforce into their life over the next 30 days, a phrase, uh, an attitude, whatever, that would make the biggest difference in their life? Start at home with your kids, your grandkids. And I'd love 30 days from now to hear what difference that has made. And so I encourage you, maybe you're thinking today, I'm not one degree off, you know, I'm 90 degrees off. Where do I start? You start by stopping. You and I start a new path by stopping going on the path we're on now. And sometimes it takes time. It may take a lifetime to get back to the right path. But you're heading in the right direction. You're going back to get toward the goal that you originally set. You know, 40% of the things that we do every day, according to research, we do habitually. In in other words, we do them without ever thinking about it. And uh, we think of the obvious things, tying a shoe or putting on a coat, even brushing our teeth. We don't think a lot about it. It just sort of happens. We don't have to stop and figure out how to brush our teeth every time um, or how to tie a shoe. Those are things we learn. They become habits in childhood. By the way, just as a parenthesis, that's why creating good habits in children, helping your children develop the kind of lifelong habits that they can help them be healthier and better prepared for adulthood is a good idea. But when it comes to habits, we're talking this month about this thing of how to be intentional in our own personal life. Let's face it, we have this three-foot rule here at Intentional Living, meaning we can't reach beyond about three feet. I'm not responsible for what goes on in your heart or your head, or your behavior, but I'm responsible for what I can do to share and encourage you on this side of the microphone. And so you're responsible for what you do. And the question I have to ask is, what matters most in your life? And are you developing the kind of habits that are going to help you be fulfilling in your life the true success of following through on the things that matter most, and bring glory to God and benefit to those that you love? And that's what this ministry is all about. And you just heard an excerpt from the teaching this month, which is on this topic that really comes down to doing the next right one thing, uh, being intentional in our own life, in our own relationships, how we speak, how we use uh, money, how we relate to people, what about what we eat and exercise, and how do we behave at work, and do we have an attitude that's uplifting or discouraging? And so this month, the teaching is on this whole issue of how to be intentional in our own personal life. And of course, every month we send a new masterclass teaching out to members, and we'd love to get this one to you. All you have to do to find out more about joining the team, especially during this month, which is so critical, closing out 2023, we really need your help this month to do that. This is the giving month, as you know. And I thank so many of you that last week called and got involved to help us. But if you missed out on that, I want you to know you can still do so by calling 888 1717 during West Coast business hours. 
or you can go online anytime to theintentionallife.com. I've got to run, but thanks for being a part of Intentional Living, and we'll see you next time.